Be grateful for triggers, for they show you where you are not free. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry, and if you find yourself wondering how you can stop being triggered, this is the episode for you. A couple of days ago, I had an experience in which I apparently was the trigger for someone else. I was leaving the grocery store and I had my mask on as I was walking across the parking lot. This woman coming towards me was going into the store and she looked at me and instantly her face told me she was agitated. And she said, I'm not wearing any, insert expletive, mask into the store. It was almost like she spit those words. And I responded, okie dokie. I think this is a great topic for right now because lots of people are really triggered by this mask issue. People are triggered if you're wearing a mask and they don't think you should be. And people are triggered if you're not wearing a mask and they think you should be. But that's not the only thing that triggers us. What triggers your frustration, anxiety, anger, sadness? What triggers affect you emotionally? What are the things that happen in your life that are like small paper cuts, but they trigger you? That's a pop psychology phrase that has been used quite a bit lately. I'm triggered. I'm feeling triggered as though the trigger is the offender. Well, I love that quote, credit unknown, by the way, that I read at the beginning, and that is to be grateful for triggers for they show us where we are not free. I'll add on to that and say that triggers are like mirrors. They reveal what's already there. But the way that we talk about triggers is as though the trigger is the reason for the feeling. The trigger is never the reason for the feeling that rises up in you when you see or experience the trigger. That feeling or response or sensation whatever it is that you identify inside of you that comes instinctively, that's what makes a trigger a trigger because your response is instinctive. Whatever that response is, is already in you. And it's in you for another reason. The trigger is just bringing it to the surface. But the way that we talk about triggers is that we're supposed to manage them. Sometimes we even say things so ridiculous, like if that didn't exist, if that person hadn't done that, if I didn't see this, then I wouldn't have had that response. Well, that's not true. What we know is that you respond in the way that you have habituated your thought world to respond. So going back to my example, I have habituated my thought world to not accept the gift of agitation that somebody else shares with me. Yeah, that woman in expressing her agitation, whatever was going on with her, I'm not privy to, but you see, we like to assume we're privy to what's going on with people. I don't know what was going on with her. But I do know that she's an angry person. It's not just the mask issue that makes her angry. It's the fact that she responds in anger. That's her default response. I don't know what she's really angry about. I don't know the types of scenarios and experiences in her life that have reinforced her desire to respond with anger. But I know it's not a thriving thought world to have that instinctive 
response. For me, my instinctual response was, okie dokie. In other words, you can keep that stuff over there, lady. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm having a great day over here because I'm choosing to have a great day and I'm not going to pick up what you're putting down. The only reason that I was able to say okie dokie and move on about my day is because I practiced that. That's a habit, a thriving thought world habit of giving other people's stuff back to them, not opening up my hands and saying, yes, can you pour your misery right into the palm of my hands? Can you pour your anger and agitation and frustration into mine and let me consume that with you? No, what other people say and do has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So to say that that thing triggers you, you are making it about you. That tells me that when we make it about us and we take on those feelings and we allow a trigger to evoke an emotional reaction or response that is not beneficial to us or to those around us, it tells me that you're practicing living in a striving thought world, one in which you're not honest with yourself, one in which you actually believe the thing to be managed is the trigger or other people as opposed to the thing to be managed is you. In fact, I did a cursory Google search on triggers and some of the pop culture articles alluded to this lie, how to manage your triggers. No, friends, there is no managing triggers. You see, triggers are outside of your control. They're things that are gonna happen all throughout your life. I don't believe it's important for you to identify your triggers. What's most important is to identify what your response to your triggers is. Is your default anger? Is your default sadness? Is your default guilt? What default reaction do you have when you are triggered? And remember, if somebody pulls a trigger, you don't have to stand there and surrender to being shot. You can move. You can make a different decision. You can practice to deflect that bullet followed by the trigger. I'm thinking of like the matrix. This is your thriving thought world. It's the bullets are coming at you and you're bending over impossibly backwards. And you're saying, nope, not today. That's your stuff, not mine. We don't think of it as carrying somebody else's stuff when we are choosing to be impacted by a trigger. Are you triggered by the guy who cut you off on the road earlier today? You know what? His behavior has nothing to do with you. Why are you taking it? Why are you choosing to keep that with you and allowing that to trigger you into anger, to trigger you into having a really messed up day? Because this guy, he did it. You see, it's people like that. If they weren't there, I would have a much better day. We've all said that kind of thing to ourselves from time to time. But listen, the origin of your response, your default reaction is not the trigger. And yes, as you have correctly surmised, if that trigger is taken away, it does not take away your default reaction. You see, your job is not to focus on the trigger. Your job is to find out what your default response is. When you find out what your default response is, then you can ask this question, is that a beneficial response to me? If it's anger, 
or agitation or frustration for the sake of being agitated, and then the rest of your day is shot because this thing happened to you, that's not beneficial to you. Maybe you're triggered when somebody says something to you or suggests something to you, and your trigger is defense. The first thought that comes to your mind might be, I'm not stupid. Wait a second. That trigger is not the offender. The offender is the belief that you have about yourself. The offender is not the trigger. The offender is your belief about yourself and others. If you believe that others are supposed to be kind all the time, that's a lie. It's never going to happen. And you can't control that. So instead, it's about believing for yourself when others are unkind to me, this is how I'm going to choose to respond. I am not going to take ownership of their stuff. Everything they say or do tells me who they are, not who I am. If you're triggered into thinking something bad about yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm stupid, I'll never measure up. That's a narrative that you have been practicing, that you have habituated your thought world to. And that response deserves your attention. You must change the narrative. The way that you do that is you begin to speak something differently, like that's their stuff, not mine. Don't make what other people say and do about you. So if you want to stop being triggered, stop focusing on the trigger itself. Stop focusing on the fact that this trigger exists and you wish it didn't. Instead, focus on what you can control. That's the foundation of the thriving thought world. Focus on what you can control Do not manage the trigger, manage you. Change the narrative. Keep note of those thoughts, of the dialogue that comes up for you when you are triggered. What are you saying to yourself? Is it beneficial to you? Is it true? Is it helping you to live a life that thrives, one that helps you grow and flourish and prosper? Or is it keeping you stuck and stagnant? If it's keeping you stuck, stagnant, defeated, it's time to change the narrative. So the simplest way to stop being triggered is to focus on you. Friends, I am your thought coach. I am your thought coach here on the podcast. I'm your thought coach when I do my vlogging on Facebook and Instagram. I'm your thought coach when I write. I'm your thought coach when it comes to keynote speaking. And you have the opportunity to work directly with me if you'd like. I have a beginner adventure thriving thought world coaching bundle that I'd love to chat with you about. All you need to do is message me. All the ways to do that are in the show notes. I'd love to have a complimentary 15-minute phone call with you to talk about how thought coaching can take you from striving to thriving. And I'd love to be a part of that journey with you. Also, if you're not ready for individual work, but you want some weekly encouragement and challenge sent straight to your text messaging inbox, I have a Thriving Thoughts texting community that I'd love for you to be a part of. You can try that community for free for 14 days. All you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, 2540-369-2139. After 14 days, it's just $9.99 a month or $99 for an entire year. I send you three Thriving Thoughts and challenges every week to keep you focused on the truth that if you speak truth, over lies, you will thrive in any and every circumstance.